You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 218, Feng Shui Chi Forecast for April 2023. Welcome to episode 218 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach a feng shui certification online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Check us out. We also have special workshops and opportunities for our newsletter subscribers only. So you can sign up for our mailing list by visiting mindfuldesignschool.com and scrolling down to the bottom where you can opt in for our weekly newsletter there. So every month we offer a chi forecast and so we're here just on the heels of April starting. Mm -hmm. So we have our April monthly chief forecast and Laura is going to start with the key dates and then we'll go on with our Mm -hmm. chi reading. Yeah. So we begin this by going over what key dates, the solar terms of the month and the full moon. And then we talk a little bit about what that means for the chi of the month. The month is April. And the first solar term in April on April the 5th is clear and bright or pure brightness. And if you think about this time of year in the Northern Hemisphere, and just so you know, all these solar terms are for the Northern Hemisphere as they did originate in China, in ancient China, and they were used by farmers to have a predictable way to think about agriculture, animals, the surroundings, living in harmony with nature and the cycles of the weather and all that that brings. So this time of year is a time to plow the fields, to go outside, to start to enjoy the springtime because we've just passed the vernal equinox. That was uh, the last solar term. And so we're moving into warmer weathers, weather. It springtime is, is really getting established and uh, beginning to establish. This solar term is also traditionally connected with a tomb sweeping day in China. So it's also a celebration of your ancestors and honoring your ancestors, going out and doing, you know, caring for the grave sites and the tombs. Then the second solar term of April is called grain rain. And it's very much what it sounds like. It is the rain that is needed as it gets warmer to nourish the crops that have been seeded. And this is where you will begin to see the first sprouts coming and pushing up through the ground. So the green is coming up through the ground and the first crops are starting to really are starting to grow and they need this rain and the longer days and the longer periods of sunlight again we've transitioning in to get more yang after we've switched over after the vernal equinox after the spring equinox days are becoming longer and the crops need this so it is a recognition that this rain is important to help things grow And the full moon for the month of April falls on the 5th and it is called the pink moon and it is the first full moon of spring. And pink, I think when you think of pink, 
you think of early springtime flowers, you know, cherry blossoms, all those, you know, even tulips, depending on where you are, everybody has some different flowers depending on your climate, but it's kind of this beautiful time of early blossom or daffodils. Yes. Angie showed daffodils in the picture for those of you that can't see what we're doing. She put that, da- she has daffodils in her house. The chi of the month. Actually, before we get to the chi of the month, Angie, do you want to talk about the April zodiac animal? Yes. So on the Chinese calendar, April is connected to the zodiac animal, the dragon. So those that are born in the year of the rabbit, the dog, and the dragon can be a little bit more careful this month. Watch out for any accidents. Take it extra slow and and actually be probably a little bit more mindful of what we talk about today in terms of the chi, which there is a message in being slow and slowing down. And then if you're born in the year of the rat, the monkey or the rooster, it's actually a really supportive month for you. So, so also heed the chi forecast, but use energy to your advantage. Yeah. So the chi of the month based on the solar terms, the yin yang energy is again, as I was mentioning, increasing yang. So the balance is starting. It's again, things don't happen overnight. Remember, we've talked about this many times. We've just crossed over from only a couple of weeks earlier from the equal yin yang. And now we're shifting into the slightly longer yang, more yang, and it will continue to grow until it peaks in the summer. And the chi, overall chi is actually kind of a nice balance of yin and yang. Everyone likes the spring energy. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. There is quite a bit of rain, but we need the rain. And so I think there's a message here that for growth, which is happening. There's a lot of growth happening during this time in wood chi. We need the water. We need the rain to nourish it, to allow these spring flowers to blossom, to allow yourself to blossom. Okay. So that is overall based on the different solar terms of the month and the energy of the month. And then Angie's going to be doing an I Ching reading to dive even a little bit further using divination. So every month we do a different kind of divination reading and Laura often works with the tarot and I work with the I Ching. So this month for April, we did an I Ching reading and we asked the I Ching, what does the Holistic Spaces podcast listener community need to hear today to benefit from the energy of April, 2023. So we tossed the coins and we received hexagram 57, which is shun over shun. That is wind over wind. And the hexagram 57 is called shun because it's wind over wind. And it's also translated as penetrating influence, the gentle or proceeding humbly. So the message with this hexagram that we received is encouraging us to examine the element of wind and how wind is, you know, it's also pretty windy in April, right? So how the wind surrounds us and how wind moves and what the wind can tell us about how we move through the world. And especially in the month of April in the Northern Hemisphere, the rains that we receive are accompanied by wind. And 
Wind is invisible, yet it is very, it could be very penetrating and winds can create waves. Winds can create the beautiful mountains that we have around us. The wind, while gentle, can be very powerful and make a lot of dramatic changes. So this hexagram is reminding us that when we face any kind of situation this month, that we can benefit by looking to the wind, seeing what the wind can teach us, and especially the lesson that the wind teaches us to be humble with gentleness. And it's gradual. And wind also moves usually in one direction. So how can you, as we like to say, stick to one boat? How do you not get very disjointed and spread yourself really thin? Instead, how can you focus on something and be consistent and move in one direction? And while you're doing that, can you do that with gentleness and with a humble heart? Because only with this gradual effort can you develop a large change in your life that you can use the power of this humble wind of the gentle wind and proceed with humbleness without effort without trying to force things how can you use something invisible and gentle very in a way very yin to yin with yang right but how can you start to use something that's invisible to make an influence because i think in the western world we often focus on like if we can't see it it doesn't exist or if we can't prove it or we can't overemphasize it or, or stronghold it it it's not true or it won't happen but from the eastern point of view there's often this teaching of non-doing so how can you achieve something with gentleness with receptivity without doing anything, but rather gently influencing things. And then when we can do that, we can actually start to see some success. And so then this trigram changes, the second Yao changes, so the second line changes, and it becomes hexagram 53, which is Shun over Gun, which is called Chen developing. So going from hexagram 53 from 57 gives us a reminder to look at the hidden parts of our life, like our hidden intentions or things that are happening under the surface and allow those hidden intentions or concealed concerns to start to come to the surface. Just like right now we see like in the Northern hemisphere, like the daffodils beginning to push out of the ground and you can start to see them. And only when you allow the things that are hidden, and this also ties back into like the season that we just left, like water, where things were very much under the surface. When you allow the things that were hidden to come out, like a daffodil or a flower, a spring flower sprouting out of the ground, or even like Laura mentioned, the blossoms, like a cherry blossom. When you allow these things to come to the surface, they can see the light and then they quickly dissolve because spring blossoms don't last very long. The cherry blossom does not last very long, maybe a week. A daffodil does not last very long. So this is a time when you let things come to the surface and then let it go and let it dissolve. Then you can move forward. And hexagram 53 reminds us, reminds us to move forward and let things develop with slowness and steadiness in a step-by-step -step 
way. You cannot force a seed to grow faster. There's also, Laura and I were talking about this earlier, one of the books that she has, and maybe she can speak to it a little bit more, but it talks about how this particular hexagram gives you the visual of trees or wood element on a mountain because Shun is the big tree also besides it being wind and Gun is the mountain. And so trees on a mountain don't or shrubbery on a mountain doesn't grow as fast because it's a harder earth, but they still grow. It's slow and steady. So how can you also this month in April benefit from this slow and steady development? Because that will be your key to success. Laura, what do you think? Yeah, I think the overall theme or what's common is, as you mentioned, the wood element. And so in hexagram 57, the gentle is double wood right? So it's because it's shun over shun or wind over wind, which is also associated with wood, that particular trigram. And so it might feel now like there is growth and there's, uh, you know, to embrace flexibility, to make sure that you're flexible and that you're not trying to push things through because it's going to happen in its own time. As Angie said, you cannot force a seed to grow quickly, but it will grow and it will continue. And the outcome, so kind of where the energy is going, Angie picked 53, when she when the Yao change it turns to 53, you add that mountain is under the tree now and the visual, but things might have feel like to you that it's slowing down and that you're not being as productive. And I think there's this desire that always think that things have to be going up, 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 up. They, you know, growth can be up, down, slow, (laughs) then up, you know, there's, it doesn't have to be a perfect trajectory. So just understand that if things are feeling like they were going and then it's slow, it will continue to move to embrace this slowness, visualize yourself as that tree on a mountaintop, as Angie had given you the visual and know that the growth, you're even that much more resilient, right? Because imagine being able to grow on the side of a mountain, and making, you know, continuing to move forward. So it's really rewarding, but to know that it's going to take maybe a little bit more time and that's okay. Yeah. So how do you think we can work with this energy oh, this question. year? Because one thing that came up, like what I, I was thinking about, like a lot of people think with springtime, because it's wood chi, wood element, that it means that we should speed up. But mm. But actually, you know, when I was talking to a friend of mine who's he's is Becky, he said, actually, there's a lot of accidents that happen and people get really tired and sick and need to slow down in the springtime because there is so much energy happening. There's so much energy that we exert. So you kind of want to do the opposite thing. So I think especially with the state of the world that as it is, like we're so speedy, like maybe this is a message that all of us need to. You don't have to keep up with the Joneses. You don't have to get all cut up, caught up with the burst of wood chi because just like those, those spring blossoms, they're very fragile. They don't last very long. And it's beautiful to see, but you don't have to be like that. You don't have to buy into that. You can just ground yourself instead with wood element and be like the mountain slow and steady and let everything else be super energetic and get exhausted around you, right? 
Yeah, I think a lot, depending on who you are, different people are different. Obviously, their energies are different, but a lot of people are already very woody, especially in our culture. There's a lot of wood, go, do, finish, go, go, run, exercise, you know, make ideas, all that stuff that's very woody. And so it's actually maybe a bit of a gift that we know that we have this mountain as the outcome, even though often in the I Ching, mountains are 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 meaning block, but it means slow down. It can mean, it does. It means, you know, there, there might be something that's slowing you down, but that's okay. So maybe, you know, in terms of how we can use feng shui for this to tie it into your home or work that you can do, you could choose to work on two different areas. Well, I will talk about the one that I think is gun, the one that came out in the second, the outcome, which is self-development and knowledge. And the visual that I always like about this gua, this area of your home, is when we talk about it as being a mountain, because it is the mountain is the symbolism behind it, is self-development is about going up that mountain, stopping and being still at the top of that mountain for a little bit, understanding, really starting to reflect on who you are, maybe developing a practice, coming up with something that allows you to really figure out and understand yourself so that you can transform when you come down the other side of that mountain. So it's really transformational. So you can just focus on that area. And I will say in that you could just pay attention to that spot in your home. If you can lay the Bagua down, you, there's a the e-kit in the description, in the show notes will be there. Or just play with the earth element overall and bring that into your home, right? That's heavy, something heavy, maybe ceramic, or maybe even going to a crystal store. Everyone loves an excuse to go buy crystals. So, and then see what jumps out at you. See what gift from the earth jumps out at you and, and what you're drawn to and bring that into your home. Angie, do you have a, another feng shui tie-in? Yeah. Another thing with the earth element is you can work with the color yellow with yellow daffodils, which is very seasonal right now in the Northern hemisphere. And although they're wood element, the color is earth. So again, it's honoring the wood that's present, the wood element that's present, but bringing it back to stability and earth. So that yellow color offers us the earth element. And then I was also thinking that maybe this is similar to what we said last month, but plant something, but it doesn't have to be a seed, right? So plant, metaphorically plant something but this one, let it grow with minimal effort. So whether that means like, for instance, an orchid requires very minimal effort. In fact, you can, sometimes you overwater it, right? It doesn't have to be a plant, but it can also be like, maybe you try something like fermenting sourdough, something like something that takes a long time and it's just about just letting it be. Or it could be like, if you feel like you need to tell your partner or your child to do something, instead of just going with it and saying that they should do this other thing the way that you want them to do it, you could just let them be and just let it grow with minimal effort. And also like another practice in just letting things be and letting things grow with minimal effort 
is to meditate. So meditation has no goal and you're simply just sitting there. So these are some practices where if you notice this month in April, there's something that you really feel like you need to put a lot of effort into, take a moment, stop, and then think about purposely not putting any effort into it. And just letting, letting it be like for, or like, you know, like maybe dusting or something. I don't know. Do you have any more concrete ideas on that one, Laura? No, I think just finding ease when you, because again, we're so used to pushing and moving things forward. And we often, there's a lot of guilt associated with the fact that if you're not continually moving the ball forward or continually taking a project or anything to the next step, that somehow you failed. And I think that this, this reading this month tells you that sometimes influence, especially when it's, this is, you know, gentle influence, which is the gentle and invisible influence, which is what that hexagram is, is actually the opposite. That if you force, it won't work. And the only way something that you're working on will work is if you back off and soften. Yeah. So back off and and soft and also allow and allow what, you know, cause that's sometimes scary to back off and soften. It is. Yeah. Because something you're scared of will pop up. But then when you allow that to pop up, come to the surface, it will dissolve. Also, you know, you're, we're wired to constantly progress. And it's weird when we're told not to, that sometimes doing nothing is exactly what you need to do. So, you know, even just sitting with that idea, and I, I mean, I've struggled with that a long time, just to say, you know what? And then you, as soon as you take your foot off the gas, things just start to fall into place. Yeah. Like I have a great, I have a lot of great examples of this when I've done meditation retreats, but one of my first meditation retreats, I was so stressed out and I got so worried about work and something with work came up and it was something that like, I just like simply couldn't, I was like in this meditation retreat and I couldn't step out and answer this call and deal with it. So I just had to sit with that pain that I was creating for myself during the whole, like that whole day of meditation. And then somehow magically it worked itself out without me having to do anything. And that was a big lesson for me that I felt like, oh my gosh, this thing can't get resolved without me. I need to make all this effort. And I put myself like this in a position. And this is why I go to meditation retreats a lot. It's, it forces me to stop and not react and instead have a moment to just be okay with doing nothing and let it ha- and having this gentle influence that we're talking about. And amazing things happen when you just leave it alone, which is different than ignoring, right? Ignoring yeah. is actively trying to f- to ignore something or numb yourself out, but instead like allowing something to be as it is and 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 being okay with that. Off. And, and being, being okay, okay with, with that. that. Yeah. Yes. Or yeah. being okay with not being okay with it, but yeah. letting it be just like, and a great example is also like children, right? Like your kids or how your parents treated you. They need to trust that they don't need to have a huge influence in the sense that they're forcing you to do something or pushing you, but how can they allow you to make mistakes, allow things to happen and, and just trust that things will be okay. So any last words for April? No, I think that was good. I I don't think we need to leave any more nuggets of wisdom. I think that was good. Okay. <laughs> yes, we, we're going to have more of a 
gentle penetrating <laughs> influence that's right and le leave you to it now so thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the holistic spaces podcast and if you're a new listener welcome if you've been a long time listener also welcome and thank you so much for supporting us all these years you can listen to a new episode every week every monday and if you like our podcast on this episode you can share it with others subscribe leave a review you can always support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses. We're actually starting our last certification of the year this month at the end of April. So if there's still spots left, we'd love to have to see you in our certification. You can learn more about that at mindfuldesignschool.com. We certify people to become feng shui consultants and it's a six month hundred plus hour certification program. You can also check out our membership called the Inner Circle, which I think is open for enrollment right now, right? Yeah, it'll be open for enrollment right now. So you can go to mindfuldesignschool.com and sign up for that, or you can just get on a mailing list and everything will be right in your inbox that you can click through and find out about. And to sign up for our mailing list, you can look in the show notes or visit mindfuldesignschool.com and scroll to the bottom. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.